Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Limitless Estates, where Kyle and Lolita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family by using real estate as your vehicle. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. On the show with us today, a good friend of ours, Chris Collins. Chris, thanks for taking the time to be here with us today. How are you? Fantastic. How are you guys? We're doing great. Doing great. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Here's a little bit about Chris before we dive into the interview. Chris sees himself first and foremost as a husband and a father, so he understands the need for multiple streams of income. With that being said, that led him to real estate investing. Since 2005, he has invested both actively and passively in over 900 units across four different states in deals totaling more than $35 million. Amity Cashflow is Chris's mission to help others gain financial stability in their lives as he delivers solid returns through passive real estate investments. So I'm super excited to get started. This will be a fun interview. So Chris, would you mind telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do? Sure. Um, So my day job has been television editing. I work in Hollywood. I've been an editor on shows like Shark Week and Duck Dynasty and um, Rob's Fantasy Factory and Making the Band. So I've been doing that for a long time. I come from the creative side of the world. I also am a touring drummer. Um, I also have a family. I also train Krav Maga. So I have a pretty packed schedule. Um, But in the last, you know, really five years consistently I've been focusing on investment real estate to set up myself and my family and now all my friends for uh, financial stability and ideally, you know, financial freedom. Yeah. You're doing great at that so far. Awesome. And then for those who are not watching the YouTube video, Chris is in a nice office right now with some, with some shark teeth. So he mentioned shark week and that might be one of the reasons why he's, he's got that back there. Yeah, I've always been impressed with sharks, how they're just the dominant force in the ocean. Um, I'm both terrified by them and fascinated by them. And, you know, I've always wanted to cut Shark Week. And so now I've been doing, I've been the supervising editor for eight years at this point. So if you ever watch that on Discovery Channel, that's that's my work. That's Awesome. awesome. All right, so uh, let's jump into real estate here. So can you tell us more about your journey in finding real estate and why you've chosen that as a vehicle to start uh, building your wealth? Sure. When my wife and I um, got pregnant with our first son, Makai, um, I had been investing all my money into the stock market and managed portfolios that way and some dabbling of you know trading stocks myself and uh, bought my, our own condo back in 05. And really what I realized is that as a a television editor in the freelance world of Hollywood, there's no long-term play. There is no retirement. There's no pensions. There's no stability at all. So I realized I needed to start gaining streams of income other than just my um, nine to five job. Well, 10 to eight job or 10 to 10, whatever we work. (laughs) Um, So 
I started just looking into real estate, to be honest. Like I've kind of always heard about real estate, um, you know, read little bits here and there, finally read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and realized that streams of income, not piles of cash, is what I wanted. So initially, I wanted to just be a passive investor and just, I learned about turnkey single family homes. And I was like, that's, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. I'll just buy a house here and there. And then really what happens, I realized that that was going to be a little slower than I would like to uh, do as far as my goal was really to match my income with television, with real estate, and then start trading, you know, more time where I can be more working more on real estate and spending more time with my family and then work in television as I, as I please, as I want to on shows that I want to work on and ultimately spend more time with my family. So that led me to single family homes, bought a couple of those in Memphis. And while I was doing that, I was really learning about multifamily um, investing and multifamily syndications. And ultimately I ended up um, investing passively in a few deals just to kind of jump in and see how it felt, get my feet wet, start getting some returns there, and then jumped into the passive side of things. And so, um, Man, I don't know how far to answer on what the next questions are going to be. So that's, is that good enough for that? Yeah, no, that's awesome. And so that leads me into my next question. Okay. <laughs> uh, so currently your portfolio is over 900 units passively, and I think it's over six or seven properties. So yeah. how long did it take to build up that portfolio, number one? And then number two, are you making a substantial amount passively through those 900 units that it makes a difference in your life? Uh, so I did, I spent... So it's interesting because I find a lot of people that jump into real estate do it pretty quickly. Um, I find a lot of people that do that come from the finance side of things. They come from, they're a banker or they work in business and then they just, oh, real estate makes a lot of sense. For me, I came from total opposite side of the world. In the creative world of television and music, it's all pictures and music and story and um, we don't have spreadsheets and we don't know, you know, think about numbers too much. So I spent a, a solid two and a half years just learning and educating myself and learning the world of real estate from scratch. And so after about two and a half years, I started buying properties. So that's when I bought a couple of houses in Memphis. And then about, let's see, six months later, invested my first syndication. About three months after that, my next. So it was kind of over a period of two and a half years that I've built up that portfolio. Um, and the next part of the question was, has it impacted me significantly? Uh, it's, a, it's a good question. To me, I have such high goals, so it certainly has. I mean, it's definitely added, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars to my, my life every year, but I have such high goals and I'm trying to get to that I, I wouldn't say yes, like it's, it's impacting me yet because all the money I make from it is just going into more properties and all the money I make is going into building my business. So I'm not... It hasn't changed my life so much. I haven't gone out and bought new cars or, you know, I don't live very fancy. So, but it certainly, I mean, absolutely changed my life having passive income. I just got back from a trip to Hawaii that I was gone for a week. And normally in my, as a television editor, I take time off. I don't get paid for it. It's all freelance work. It's all contract work. So, but this time I literally walked back in from our trip and on my table was four checks while I was gone two other auto whatever you know direct deposits had hit my account my wife walked in and goes oh payday <laughs> so 
it was incredible. I'm like, this is, this is, this is what I've been trying to build, you know, is the ability to walk home from a trip from Hawaii and there's literally checks sitting in my table. So it definitely has made an impact. Nice. It's that mailbox money, right? Oh man. Mailbox money is where it's at. It's, uh, it's incredible. Nice. That's awesome. So you also focus on helping others invest in real estate through education on your blog and your newsletter and through your company. So what is it that makes you want to spend some of your free time helping others in this space? So once I kind of decided that I was going to make real estate more of a business, I spent so much time thinking about how I can make money. You know, how can I make money? It was such a consuming thought. And a good friend of mine, uh, his name's Reed Goosens. He has another great podcast and he's an incredible investor and doing huge things out there. Um, I had a good call with him one weekend and he really challenged me to think about my business and what it was that I was doing and why. And I spent, you know, I think I spent seven days thinking about what is it that this business I'm trying to build. And what I realized is that all my friends in the TV industry and in Hollywood and people I run into on the street and I talk to it networking events, they're asking me, hey, how do you do all this? Can you teach me? Can you show me all these things? How do you, I want passive real estate. I want mailbox money. And it made me realize, yeah, I can certainly try to help these people, but I can't do it over a lunch. You know, I can't tell you five years of knowledge in, in an hour. It's not going to help you. Um, the next best thing I could do is to help these people invest in properties themselves. So what I did is I, I switched my whole mentality from how do I make money to how do I help others make money? And I figured that, I mean, Robert Kiyosaki said this, he said, give what you want to receive, right? If you want to get love, give love. If you want to get money, give money. So I figured if I help others and just spend my time focused on helping other people and educating people, it'll come back to me in the end, some way or another. Um, they'll either invest in deals that I'm buying or they'll, their family life will improve because they're now able to spend time with them. And that means I get to go to dinner and hang out with them more often. It, it doesn't matter to me. It's not, I don't think of it super granular. I just think of it as how can I help more people? And it's been an incredible shift for me to just take the focus off of me and off of my money because it will, that will happen. You know, I've, I've made money my whole life and I work really hard, so I'll have enough money. But if I can help others, that will be much, it'll just be a much larger than myself achievement is kind of why I started. So that's why I started my company, Amity Cashflow. Amity means friendship. So it's a focus on others. Beautiful. So through your process of trying to help other people's, people get educated, what have you found that people struggle with the most when you're talking to them about investing in real estate? <sighs> Saving money. <laughs> um, people... So I work in, in, in the, the industry, quote unquote, in the television and film industry where people make a lot of money, but people spend money. People buy new cars, they buy big houses, they max out how much money they can spend. You know, I, I have friends who have every television subscription, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, they have everything. They have, you know, they have the new BMW and the wife has the new SUV. They have the, uh, you know, they're going out to eat every day to get sushi or whatever it is. And, and we can afford that in our industry, but it doesn't leave you a lot of extra money. So I have, the biggest struggle I see is people saving up money. And when I ask them about it, they, no one usually has a solid answer as why they can't. They don't, it's, it's the, they don't have an intentional thought process about their finances. So that's something that is 
it's not just in television it's it's everywhere you know it's it's everywhere i see and so that is definitely the biggest hurdle that people are struggling to overcome is how to save some money because you have to save money before you can invest it and before you can if you want to gain passive income you have to do some work to get there so what are your conversations like with these people and what are you saying to them to, to try and change their mindset? Cause it's certainly a mindset to, you know, save money and, and build up for your future. Um, great question. What are my conversations like, you know, really what's been impactful in these conversations is I ask them to kind of look at their family, look at their life as a whole and what's what does their family and their life look like if they just keep doing what they're doing right now because usually people come to me and ask me questions because they know what i'm doing already so they already have this idea of oh i want that i just don't know how to get there and so my challenge is usually well you know do you have money to invest right now oh no i don't okay well why don't you so that's usually my question is why don't you and my goal in the immediate you know that half hour lunch is a quick brainstorm with them of where do they spend their money and just to leave them with that challenge of, you know, okay, you are now going out to lunch every day. Congratulations. You have a nice fancy car. Congratulations. Those are all not bad things, but it's just not setting you up for a long-term future of financial security. So that's, uh, that's my, uh, you know, when I'm trying to change their mindset, it's, it's showing them maybe what they didn't even think about, which is where their money is going every month. And then showing them an alternative of if you're investing your money, well, this is what my life looks like. You know, I'm just like you. I'm, a, I'm another person working in this industry. I'm not some fancy person who, you know, works on Wall Street. I'm just one of your buddies and I get checks every month in the mail. So, but this is what I do with my money and this is how I operate my finances and this is how I look at things. So it's definitely a mindset shift for them. So you have a full-time job, you are a full-time dad, you're in a band, you do martial arts, you're a real estate investor, and you help educate other people in real estate. So I'm not sure if there's anything I missed there. If there is, that'd be even more incredible. But so how can you stay so busy and still invest in real estate at the, the high level that you do? That's a good question. Um, people ask me that a lot. The reality is I cut everything out. I, these days, like the things you listed, that's, that's all I do. I don't have a lot of extra things. I don't, you know, take on new hobbies. I don't um, go out for, Hey, you want to casually go try this with me? I don't do any of that. I cut out a lot of things to make room for the things that you're mentioning. So uh, I play music and I, play my drums and I have rehearsals and I play shows, but I don't listen to music a whole lot anymore. I switched out music literally five, six years ago for books and podcasts and phone calls and meetings on the go. So that was just a sacrifice I made, but it was a very intentional sacrifice. Um, my family, first and foremost, is always the most important. So all the other uh, things you talked about, you know, ultimately have to drive me to have a better relationship with my family. So if they're not pointing towards that, then I have to alter that. So I've brought my son with me to San Antonio and he's helped me look at maps or driving around. He's highlighting maps. And, you know, ultimately I look at him and I go, this is why I'm doing all this. This is why I'm sacrificing things that I'm not going out to necessarily do on weekends so that I can spend more time with them and set them up for a better future and set us up ultimately for a better future. Um, let's see. How can I stay so busy? The other thing really, I mean, this is, this is straight out of Grant Cardone that I saw 
he posted this not too long ago, but I'm, I'm also just a very, I'm a very high energy person. I'm, you know, positive. I'm full of joy. I like to move. I like to work and I thrive off of that. And people do ask me that. They're like, how do you, you know, aren't you going to burn out? Are you burning the candle at both ends? You don't sleep a whole lot. And man, he said something that was really struck chord with me, which was, yeah, the candle is burning, but I'm the flame. The flame is what's ignited. The flame is what's bright and fiery. And the candle is just your body. I'm a spiritual being who's working hard and full of energy. You know, the candle is not me. That's, I'm not worried about burning out. I'm just worried about containing my energy and continuing that. So I didn't say awesome. it quite as elo- eloquently as him, but. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Thank you. So your son, you're already training him to be a real estate investor then, right? Yeah, he he looks at properties and he knows, he definitely knows some of the, not the terminology, but he knows that we look at properties and what we're looking at. And, you know, he goes, oh, this is nice. This isn't as nice. And he knows that daddy works hard and he comes out and he sees me on a laptop. And so, but I'm pretty quick to put that away and, and focus on him when I'm, when I'm home. So. Yeah, cool. What's the one thing that separates people who are out there doing what you're doing versus people who are just not getting started? The one thing, I don't know, the one thing. Um, I think sacrifice might be one of them because everyone, you know, once you get older, you kind of have your life already set up. You're used to your routine. You're used to doing what you want to do. And investing thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars is not something that just easily happens. You have to change something. And people aren't usually willing to change too much. So it takes a a hard look at yourself and saying, I'm not going to do X, but instead I'm going to do Y. And usually that feels like a sacrifice because it's hard to give up whatever it is you're trying to do, your your hangouts on the weekend, your partying, whatever it is. Um, So I think, yeah, I don't know, picking a goal and and choosing that that is more important than other things. Um, I think most people say take, take action, right? And I think that that's, good but i think that that can burn out quickly if you start taking action for a month and then you well i took action but nothing's happened i mean you have to really have an, an attitude that i'm going to sacrifice this this and this which will allow me time to now achieve this new goal i'm going to do so where do you see yourself in the next five years and what is the plan you need to carry out to get there in five years i see myself hmm I mean, my, my goal is to help so many people that are not either aware of real estate investing or are aware of it, but don't know how. So my goal is, is generally 20 people a year to help. So in five years, that'd be another hundred people that I've helped, but I think it'll probably be more than that in five years. So I plan on in five years, you know, I should probably have, geez, at least two properties that I've syndicated each year. So another 10 properties. Um, I see myself with a lot more quote unquote free time that I could take if I wanted to. (laughs) Um, And let's see, man, I don't uh, try to think about it. I don't know. I have such like immediate goals and such a, I think in five years, my goals will have shifted so much more and I'll have be trying to get so much farther. So I will definitely have, you know, progressed a lot in my real estate investing and we'll have a lot more income from that, but I'm just going to turn around and invest that in more properties. So I think my goals will just shift to larger and nicer properties. You know, maybe my, my company Amity Cashflow will, will build and, and the, you know, 
the word of mouth will spread and I'll be able to help more people invest. So. Awesome. Well, Lolita is going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Absolutely. Awesome. Here we go, Chris. What is the one tool that you use in real estate investing that you say you could not do without? Uh, my network. I think that I've had so many situations where, you know, a lot of people look at markets and they look at data and they look at websites, but those I think are great. What has really helped me in many specific situations is having a network of people that are from that area or know someone who knows someone who lives there. I had a property under contract in Cincinnati a few months back and one property manager that I was going to hire went to look at it, didn't really like it, wasn't really feeling the vibe. Okay, well, I talked to my lender who went to school and lived two blocks up from that street. He pulled out his phone, called a friend. Before I knew it, I literally had the I was on the phone with the guy who owned the property next door to this property and managed other properties on the street. So you can't buy that kind of knowledge. You can't find it on a website with, you know, talking to this guy all of a sudden who's telling me about his buddy who kind of quote unquote runs the street and looks out for everyone and kind of has the neighborhood watch going there. I had such intimate details of that specific, he knew who owned the property before, who had lived in that property. Mm -hmm. So I always build my network. I spend so much time on the phone and in meetings with people and just, you know, not with really any specific purpose. I'm not trying to get anything out of any of these meetings so much as just build my network. How can I offer value to them? How can I help them? And then ultimately they're going to help me in the end so I can make that phone call and have intimate knowledge of an area like that. So absolutely could not do without my network. Perfect. Can you tell us a story about your biggest mistake in real estate investing so far? Now this can be active or passive. And what is the main takeaway for our listeners? Hmm. So I bought a condo in, in 2005 and it was my biggest lesson of overestimating numbers and not taking into account worst case scenario. So that, you know, in 08, obviously the market crashed and everyone, everything went terrible. And I ended up short selling that condo in 2012. To this day, it is still not up to its full value of what we bought it at. Um, and what I learned from it was to be conservative with your numbers, still to take action, because I think there's a, a, there's a, a time when you can just continue to be so conservative that you never buy anything. But mm -hmm. it definitely taught me to not assume that prices will go up, appreciation will happen. So run the numbers, run the numbers, run the numbers. <laughs> That was definitely my hugest mistake ever. Good advice. Uh, what is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level? Hmm. I'm trying to connect with more people, more syndicators who are doing what I do, which is buy large apartments and you know, put groups of investors together to buy them. I'm looking to continue to build teams in different markets. So you know, for now, I've, I've uh, worked with a couple different syndicators. I've worked with a couple different people in different markets, and I have teams set up in some markets, but I'm constantly looking for other syndicators who are maybe looking to partner up. Um, I have a pretty big network of investors. I'm great at uh, communication. I'm great at keeping emails going to people. I'm great at investor meetings. So to take my life to the next level, I'm looking to just really partner up with people who maybe need that side of their business and they're lacking in it. Maybe they have great deal flow and the great at the analytics, but they're not as extroverted and they're not as a people person and they're looking for that team member. So I'm looking to expand my team, maybe in multiple different markets. Awesome. And lastly, Chris, where can people find out more about you? 
you can go to my website, which is amitycashflow.com. You can email me, chris at amitycashflow. And also, I don't, I don't have a super set up Calendly thing, but just give me a call on my cell. It's, it's a 949-294-5310. Shoot me a text, give me a call. I spend so much time talking to new investors, talking to experienced investors, talking to other syndicators. Uh, it's my passion, it's what I enjoy doing. Always happy to take a call. If I can't, I'll try and schedule something with you. I've just found that people in this industry are so incredibly helpful and I've gained so much value and people have helped me out so much. So the least I can do is give back anytime I can. So please reach out if you have questions, no matter how big or how small, I'm here to help out and uh, happy to. Awesome. You're always such a delight to talk to you and to be around. I sincerely idolize your balance with life and work and I think it's fantastic that you found uh, that path through real estate. So amazing, amazing. Wow. Incredible compliment. Thank you, Lolita. You guys are doing incredible. I appreciate your positivity. I appreciate how much you're putting into this industry and how much you're putting into your work. So thank you for doing this podcast. It's been incredible. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To learn more about the passive income through multifamily real estate podcast and to get access to today's show notes, and to previous shows, visit limitless-estates.com. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.